1: Good morning, everyone. I'm Larry Mandel, Brothers on Law, and I'm with my brother... Rob Mandel, right here. Yeah. And we're here today on Go Country 105. Welcome, everyone. I love spending my Saturday mornings with my brother...
0: Wow, and, he's buttering and, me up for and, something. And, and, Watch and doing, out!
1: Doing this show, it's so much fun. And of course, you know we're we're launched off of uh, Debbie, the mortgage mom, who's a pro. And we're just fortunate to be here on Go Country 105. We really appreciate it. And we want to give information too, and also talk about well, the that's law. why we're well, here. We do. Yeah. yeah. What and do we do? We handle accident-related cases, serious yeah. injuries. Rob, I, I I sometimes I I have a problem calling them accident cases. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I feel that people are in control of their conduct and, you know, when you don't, when you're acting uh, wrongfully or stupidly or thoughtlessly or carelessly, you know, uh, even though you don't intend to harm somebody else. You know, is it really accidental? It's negligent. It's doing something below the standard of care that a reasonable person under like and similar circumstances would not do. Oh, my God. That was a very legal 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 definition. But, you know, but then sometimes sometimes conduct is so bad that um, there's no way you could call it an accident. No, it's more intentional, Yeah, which is a segue kind of what we're going to talk about today but also I want to reference our previous guest Larry Backman who's an attorney that handles um, criminal defense and he's also specializing in domestic violence cases and we had him on the show and we talked about domestic violence and how crazy it can get and elevates to such a contentious relationship and then the fallout are the poor kids right right and in 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 these settings the the kids are the true victims And, um, you know, oftentimes, obviously, if there's a a dysfunctional home or violence in the home, there's a divorce, there's separation of this, you know, the the family breaks apart. And then at some point, you know, uh, even the bad actor, which I hate to say, but it's usually the guy. You know, she's usually, no, well, I, you know, our, our special our guest special who we're guest about to introduce, she's saying, shaking her head. No, so maybe it so is. That's a, a but, that's a fallacy. A so misconception. yeah. Okay. There All right. Go. I'll own that. I'll own that. But, but you know, when you, uh, when you have a broken up family and they, they still want to try to, to give it a shot and let them, uh, Have contact, have a meaningful relationship with the children, but sometimes in these settings, you got to have to have somebody oversee this. Yeah, because it's out of hand. It's way too contentious, and the parents can't get along or can't agree on anything, and so it elevates to this relationship where you know they're going to have to have monitored visitation with the children, and that's why we have our special guest here today, Allison Canetti and Allison is the CEO of Caring Hands Supervised Visits. Not only does Allison work as a visitation monitor for families, but she trains people to become visitation monitors as well. Welcome, Allison.
0: Oh, Thank you so much, thanks for having me.
1: So what does a uh,
0: visitation monitor do, basically? Basically, we have um, been trained to uh, allow parents to see their children with a monitor. So the judge orders supervised visits for either mother or father, and they're allowed to see their children on a monitor visit. So we can go anywhere from museums to parks to restaurants, but they have to be monitored. So there's there's you meeting. have to
1: be there. There's a meeting be. place, right?
0: We actually have a mutual meeting point. So mother brings or father brings the child to the mutual meeting point. Neutral and um, then the father or mother will come. The non-custodial parent will pick up the children and from there the monitor is with that parent the whole entire time. So visits range from two to eight hour days. Wow! And um, we have to be earshot distance the whole entire time we're with this parent and we are redirecting them during the visits, making sure they're not talking about the other parent. There's a whole- Really? Yeah. It's so you just, so get what, into what
1: they can say even. Oh yeah. What necessitates the monitoring like this, the visitation monitoring?
0: Most of the time it's restraining orders that are put on parents. Um, domestic violence is uh, most of the time and a lot of drug issues. When I first started doing this, I thought, oh, fathers, you know, um, actually I have
1: 50-50 really so my my preconceived notion obviously was wrong yeah Allison was shaking her head yeah. well yeah said that, yeah but so how did it, you, you talk about domestic violence can you just elaborate on to how the families get themselves in in these positions Mess.
0: well to be honest with you it, it is like a ripple effect and a lot of it is a combination between the drugs and violence and anger issues so the judge, once they're ordered for supervised monitor visits, they kind of almost always have to do a parenting plan, uh, drug testing, um, a domestic violence uh, classes. So it's a combination of things, and they do take oh. these classes. But do they change? Mm. Sometimes. sometimes. Have you have their behaviors instance?
1: change? Sometimes they don't. Have you had instances where you just know they're not they're violating it? and You have to like check.
0: Uh, checkmate to be honest i just terminated a visit after a year and this man has been on um supervised modern visits for five years oh my gosh and it ain't changing and i had to terminate the visit and um take the child out of the situation because he just wouldn't stop talking about things he wasn't supposed to talk about
1: like bad mouth
0: absolutely yeah yeah
1: and how old are we time like what age are we talking about? Pre-teen? This
0: was a 12-year-old girl. Oh. Um, and it's really sad because she loves her father. And honestly, it's really probably not going to go anywhere but where it is. And yeah. he's frustrated because he doesn't want visits anymore. But you have to comply with what the court asks. And if you don't, you're not going to get your visits lifted.
1: So, you know, so just to recap for a sec, they get themselves in this position by... Um, you know, doing things that are harmful to themselves first, such as uh, drug use uh, or or other substance abuse, right? Yeah, but, but and it could then just having be having anger issues and what? Yeah, well, it may not be drug use. It could just be that they're not getting along and they're arguing with each other and they're using the kids as pawns. Right? Correct.
0: Absolutely. So even
1: if there's not actual violence, if there's just uh, verbal abuse going on, that can still lead to some kind of uh, monitored visitation or loss of custodial rights?
0: They have to have a, a kind of like a track record. They have to have proof to bring to court to show this is what's been going on, whether it be through texts or conversations. Verbal abuse, maybe not so much, but could possibly. I've had a case where the parents were so angry with each other. They've been in uh, court for two years. Oh, my gosh. Thousands and thousands of dollars later, he lost his children. He's going to get them back in about a month, and they're going to go back to joint custody. But he had to go through about six months of monitor visits. That's a lot of money alone.
1: Yeah. And and it's all you know, being childish, it sounds like, themselves.
0: And, you know, looking back, I've talked to the non-custodial parent, and he did take anger management classes because he did have an altercation with his ex in front of the kids at a Starbucks. And he actually kind of learned his lesson, and I don't think he would have ever learned it if he had to go down that road, even though it was a a bad road. Are you called to
1: testify at times? Absolutely. And so you go to court, and you'll say, yeah, the person is not... Um, complying with the court order? Do you have a copy of the court order with you?
0: We actually always have a court order before we even take on the case. Um, so we may or may not even take on the case if it's so um, high, you know.
1: Just aggravated yeah. type of thing. Um, and I imagine there's um, quite a bit of... I wonder if the resentment, you know, uh, of, goes your direction. You know, in other words, oh, there's that person has to be there when I'm seeing my kid. Yeah, I don't want to have somebody intervene while I'm trying to uh, socialize and be with my child. So how does that work?
0: Well, we are, first of all, we are neutral. So we never take any sides, and we are basically like a fly on the wall. So we don't really get involved. We kind of let them do their thing. They're the parent. They have to know how to be a parent when we're not there anymore. So we do take reports, and we write down everything that goes on the whole entire time and then we do submit those to the lawyers, and if they order reports, they get reports, but when we go to court, we have to basically state the truth, and we don't, it's nothing in our opinion we can ever say, oh, we think they're, they're doing great. We'll show proof of that.
1: We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the Brothers on Law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Is there a story you can tell us about without violating any privacy where it's been you've had to testify and it's been a very strange situation?
0: Well, honestly, the testifying the two the things the, the ones that I have done so far, they've been pretty straightforward like but the things that the wife or the ex-wife was accusing the uh Father of, I was kind of like shocked. Like, such as? Like, narcissist. um, I mean, the whole list. And to be honest, I was was on the stand and by mistake, they left the report there. And I was like, trying not to look at it. And I was, oh my God. If I would have seen this case before I took on the case, I probably would have never taken the case. And it turns out he was the nicest guy ever. And most of these parents are amazing with their children. They bring art projects and they're over and above. I mean, I know they're trying to please. You know the child because they haven't seen him in a while, but right. I mean, they really. Most of my cases have been pretty, well, pretty good. I've had a couple crazy cases where I had to terminate, but for the most part, these parents want to be with their children. So they're
1: making amends to some degree. Yes. Well, they're learning a hard lesson. Yeah. They are right. They're learning that they got to put the kids first, and even if they're not getting along with each other, that has to to uh, if they're if they're going to uh, don't want to be with each other anymore. Fine. You know, work it out and, uh, you know, share the custody or whatever and go through the normal channels. But if you're going to be crazy and you're going to throw tantrums or you're going to use violence or anger in the mix to solve your problem, forget it. Then right. you're going to lose the most precious thing in your life, which is your time with your kid. Yeah. So what is your, your responsibility to kind of step in like during the visitation where you just say, all right, this person is crossing the line.
0: Well, they actually have to sign a contract, so they know the rules going in, and if they do not abide by the rules, then I step in. So if um, they can't take pictures on the visits, um, um, they can't that. They can't talk about the other parent, obviously, they can't talk about the case, um, they can't promise the kid anything, they can't say, oh, we're going to go here next year, and we're going to do this, yeah, can't yeah. do any of that. Um, so... We have to kind of redirect them in a nice way, and we put that in the report. So if they keep doing it over and over again, it's showing that they're not complying, they're not listening. Huh.
1: Mhm. So what what would be a typical visit? Give it. Give us an example.
0: Well, I actually went to Universal Studios the other day. Nice. On a visit.
1: And you got to take rides and stuff as as you're watching the visitation process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because she wanted to go on a ride, and it was a two seater, so we couldn't do that. Because yeah. we have to all be together. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So you can't let them go off on, a, on their own at all. But I've gone, I've gone to some, I've gone boating. I've gone lots of movies. I've seen Lion King like three times. <laughs> <laughs> three?
1: I, I tried three. With my kids, I thought like 300. But um, so who's paying for this then?
0: The non custodial parent. Oh. But possibly if the judge orders both the parents to split it, they. They will have to, and a lot of times the judge will order that when they think, you know what? I don't really think this and this non custodial parent needs monitor visits because it seems like he's okay, but but they put it on it anyways just to be safe because if it comes back to the judge that he didn't do it and something happened to that child, then someone's in trouble. So that's where they would put both parents to pay for the. I see.
1: Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. So do you have a certain amount of responsibility? Let's say you see something that's really, you know, exacerbated or really bad. Do you have that responsibility to report it?
0: Absolutely. Isn't yeah. that the
1: job? That's yeah. the job. Well, no, I mean, she's monitoring, but I mean, legally, we're, she has a responsibility to report it. I'm talking about legal stuff, Rob.
0: Well, we're mandated reporters, well. yes. So we have to report anything that we see, any abuse, any, right. you know, anything.
1: That's why she's there. That's the very reason why she's there. Well,
0: And to be so, honest, the yeah. custodial parents are just as difficult as the non-custodial parents. I can,
1: I can imagine. Give us an example, though.
0: Gosh. Okay, so um, one of my custodial parents, um, when we drop off the child, she literally like strips the child down to make sure everything's good going on. I mean, oh my
1: gosh! how old are we talking about?
0: T- Fifteen months old, and then yeah. she has a list of questions for me. I said, "I'm so sorry. You have to order the report for that." Like, yeah. it, it, and they're calling me all the time, and you know, it, they do get a they're little tripping. over the top. Yeah, the, it's all about control. Yeah. A lot of these situations is just who can control who. That's right. too
1: bad. That's yeah. where it, again, you know, it's 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 more childishness on the part of the parent than and the it child. Negatively affects the children. They have yeah. to. The parents have to really keep that in mind. Am I negatively affecting the child
0: and just because of my own agenda? And these parents sometimes are too selfish. For example, my um kids father actually got supervised visits that's how i got involved with all this i see and he doesn't see his kids now it's been mm-hmm. almost two years because he refuses to pay a monitor
1: i see wow, that's too bad so the judge ordered him to have monitored visitation and he said hey forget
0: about it well, he's gonna- like it's it's i'm not gonna pay someone to see my kids yeah so that's the
1: choice Pride. it's either have it monitored or no visitation right uh, yeah. And this is not, it, it, it sounded from what you were telling telling us before that it's more often than not a temporary thing or not.
0: Mm, depending on the case. Depending on the it case. It really is. I so mean, some, some cases, are permanent and some yeah, are Yeah, ca- some are, temporary. well, mine was actually open-ended, no end in sight. Yeah, yeah. Some are, when they have attorneys, it's usually, okay, we're going to give you six months, do this. If you get it done, then we'll revisit it. And if you've done everything you're supposed to do, a judge is not gonna keep a father or a mother away from their child if they're right. doing what they're supposed to do.
1: Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, brothersonlaw.com. So the lesson to be learned among other things is if you know if you're not getting along and you just cause this to snowball, it's going to cost a lot of money between lawyer fees and monitoring and all these things that are connected with that. And, court and, and all the extra trips to Universal Studios to boot. Oh, that's that's right? okay. Maybe Three Lion <laughs> Kings. You yeah, can yeah. budget Three that. Three Lion Kings. Yeah. So yeah. the, the I hear company is called oh, caring, caring Hands to Provide vi- Visits. Now, mm-hmm. So you're a private company, right? correct okay so so how it is it that a judge or a or a non-custodial parent will pick you how how does that come about
0: um well because i've been doing it for quite a while my name is kind of known out there so either they google or they go to a list there's a supervised visitation list and i come up and then i'm also very much involved with the foster care so i have a lot of connection with social workers and they just call me up when they need um a monitor.
1: So you're a foster mom. I am. How is that being a foster mom?
0: I love it. It's amazing, but it, it's a lot
1: of work. So tell us about that then. How'd you get involved in that?
0: Um, one day I just, I heard about it and I said, I want another kid. And I don't want to do it on my own, cause I mean, on my own, I don't want to have another C-section. So
1: okay. <laughs> I ended up, um, I, ended up <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I ended up, I ended up taking the classes. And a year later, I had my first little kid in my uh, my home. I had him for 18 months. He went back to his mom, and they do get visits too, which is interesting. They get yeah. supervised visits, oh. and um, but it's through the county, and the county doesn't have enough workers. To monitor visits so it's another reason why i decided to do this and um right now i have two infants and as really? a place
1: in foster yeah. care with you oh yeah. my goodness so Good and is that you. a permanent thing
0: no it runs about 18 months oh. um if the parents are not complying and they lose their rights then i do have a, a chance to adopt
1: oh I see. or
0: they go back in the system so
1: now it sounds like oh wow now that could be That could be pretty gut-wrenching because you're going to attach to these kids, Mm -hmm. and they're going to attach to you. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with that?
0: It's hard. It really is hard, but then you know why you're doing it because for that temporary time that I have them, whether it's four months or 18 months, we're giving them all the love and attention that they would have never gotten where they were. So you're
1: impacting their life in a positive way, and that's what makes you feel
0: great about it. Yeah.
1: So you and, and I'm Good reading. For you. I'm reading here that Allison also runs cooking classes for several cool uh, schools for kids at after school programs, and in addition to being a foster mom, uh, you know, tell us about all that.
0: So cooking, I love cooking, and I love teaching healthy uh, meals for kids. And I am vegan, but I do a lot of vegetarian meals. And I started this about three years ago at the after-school program at the school that I'm at. And now I'm involved with all the YMCAs in Torrance. And um, we really? did a camp this summer, a week camp of cooking. We did entree, a dessert, and a drink every day. Nice. And they're learning healthy eating.
1: Wow. You know? What Like what, healthy versus what? what? Like give us an example. Um, you know, like the cheeseburger would be on one end. No hot dogs. Yeah. And the yeah. cheeseburger and the hot dog would be on one end. What do you got?
0: We do... Um, <laughs> Pot, we do pot potato pot stickers. We do okay. Um, we do pad thai. They,
1: oh, yeah, pad thai is good. They love
0: that. We do a miso soup ramen, but it's all ramen, like the fresh ramen. Like, we make our own broth, yeah. So, it's not those packaged. So, we teach them how to do that. Um, we've done like, uh, what else we've we done? Obviously, smoothies are great for kids to learn. Um, I'm trying to think, uh,
1: this is all good stuff for kids. Yeah. 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 So, for everybody, so, really. So clearly she is not just, um, you know, well-equipped to be a monitor and, and oversee these visits, but also to be a, a foster mom and to just give all-around loving care to Super kids. Super well-rounded. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, all you. good stuff. Yeah. So let's say that, you know, you, you know some person in our audience finds themselves in this unfortunate position, and either through you know it's it's the court ordered, or right whatever. court order or whatever and and now they're they need monitored visits how do they find you
0: um
1: caring hands supervised visits.com caring hands supervised visits.com <laughs> yes is there a phone number or mainly through the internet
0: um the website has all the info yes i
1: see mm-hmm. all right well all right and so you, you can't allison. go can't go wrong with allison right no yeah, it's for all the, yeah, it's I really mean, no, really, let, let's face it. There's a lot of stress on everybody these days, yeah. you know, everyone's Added. fighting stress. Yeah. And so sometimes that breaks up a family, you know, at least yeah. for a while, you know, and sometimes unfortunately permanently. And then if there is, you know, just these unfortunate circumstances where people need to learn or relearn mm-hmm. how to be a parent, how to be, you know, a good human and give everyone a break. And hopefully, you know, you get back in the mix of it. You know, at some point, and you can see, you know, not have a supervised visit. But in the meantime, you got someone like Allison who's, you know, can be on your team for a cooling off period, hopefully. Right. You know, right. So, uh, okay, but you know, Rob, now we're going to switch to a tip of the day, which you probably already know, but maybe some of our listeners don't. Okay. According to California state law, children must be seated in the rear seat of a vehicle in an appropriate car seat or booster seat until they're 8 years old or 4 feet 9 inches tall. Oh children, man, yeah. I still need a booster seat. Well, we know that, Rob. <laughs> but anyway, here here's a boost for you. But anyway, children must remain in a rear-facing fa- car seat until they weigh 40 pounds or more or at least 40 inches tall. Really? Yeah. And 40 you know, <laughs> inches seems tall for yeah. a rear-facing I seat. I don't think I ever did that with my kid you know, here, yeah. here's another... I mean, when they were little, when yeah. they were infants, but yeah. 40 inches is yeah. more than... That's three and a half Dude, feet tall. Allison, yeah. do you see uh, people who drive out with their kids and they're not in a car seat? Is oh it like, my Oh, gosh. my God, what are you doing?
0: One of my foster parents, oh my they God. were dropping off their kid, and he was seat belted laying in the back seat of the car. I thought I was going to lose Ooh. my mind. Oh, yeah.
1: Not How good. old? Too. Oh yeah, bad, bad, bad. Hey, yeah. so but there is another little tip on this, Robert. We handle accidents. If the accident, it, there's a car seat in the collision, then the seat is automatically now null and void. They have to replace the car seat. Right, kind of like a bicycle helmet. Right. You know, once right. once it's used in a, in, it's in comp- some kind of crash. Boom, could, you got to compromised, Yeah, so right. people should know that. Yeah, could be compromised. Right? Yeah, thank you, Robert. So uh, I want Allison to answer this, but go ahead, uh, Robert. You go ahead. True, in New York City, it's illegal for a restaurant to serve an alcoholic beverage before 10 a.m. on Sunday. Is that true or false? What do you think, Allison? True. Hmm. And it is Yay! true. Really? <laughs> yeah. You can't be drunk in New York City before 10 a.m. on Sunday. Now, and wait a minute. you falling I, on the street. I want to, this this can't be right. And I, I, with all due deference to Cam, because I've been in New York City on a Saturday night at 3 a.m. and had me a drink. Well, now, that's make, technically Sunday before 10 a.m. Yeah, m. but you know what? They make exceptions for alcoholics like well, you, Oh Yeah, come on. Come on, New York City goes 24 hours 7. I, I I think that would be almost impossible to enforce that rule in New York City. It does City. seem kind of weird, yeah. I guess, but you just can't order a drink. But here in L.A., what's the deal here in L.A.? I think L.A. is 24-7. You yeah. want to be, you know, but let's, let's all be careful drinking. And especially no driving. Right, no and drink. especially no around driving. your kids, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then you don't end oh, up needing Allison. Have people you know. come to the to the monitoring like under the influence right, oh, right. No, that's yeah. two that yeah. two Allison oh, oh man, yeah. that's bad hey producer Cam says we have a message in the Mandel message box
0: let's check the Mandel message box hi Larry Hi, Rob, this is Sandra calling. Um, I had a question. My child has been giving me such a hard time when I drop him off to go into daycare and it started to get really concerning. So I put a nanny cam in his backpack and when he came home from daycare, I saw that one of the staff members had been talking really bad profanity and just talking horribly to my child. Uh, I want to know, do, am I able legally to use the tape in court? Um, To to show what's been going on in this daycare?
1: A child didn't want... Now we're talking about kids again, right? We went from alcohol to kids, so, you know. A, A child didn't want to go to a daycare camp anymore. Mom put nanny cam in a teddy bear. The bear caught the daycare teacher speaking horribly to the child and other children. No physical abuse, but very bad verbal language. Can she use it in court? Hmm. Is there an element of privacy? Is it an invasion of privacy? Or does it um, overweigh that because, you know, you've got some kind of abuse there, so you can still use it in court? What do you think, Rob? Well, I guess I'm still wondering what the the issue is in court is about because I understand that you don't want your kid in a place where someone's going to speak horribly to your kid. But if you see that on your t- your teddy bear cam or whatever, then you move the kid out of that camp and and just don't go back. And just I don't know the what person. the yeah I don't know what the lawsuit would be about. Um, you know, other than you maybe know maybe if the child is traumatized. Yeah, it could okay. be. Could Even be that it was so horribly, yeah. it was so bad that the kid is now, you know, psychologically damaged, and you want to pursue that. I I don't know I think about that would the privacy be, thing. I'd yeah. have to look it up. Have to look it up. But I would think that in your home, oh, it's at the daycare camp. Then. Oh no, it's it's a nanny. It's a nanny. So um, what do you think, Allison?
0: Well, I was um, actually at the police station doing an exchange, because that's what we do also. So parents who can't even take their child from one parent to another, we actually are the middle person. Right. And they said um, the non-custodial parent can film us, um, like if I'm walking up, and they they are allowed to film us, actually. Right. I didn't know that. But if they sign my contract they cannot
1: so uh, i guess if there's an expectation of privacy i don't know if there is in this context though that's it you're in point. someone else's home mm-hmm. and you're dealing with their kids Are, you know I, I would think that they have that right to, to to have the cameras now do they have to tell you they have the cameras that's I don't another think issue so. So if Probably you know not. if they know that there's cameras on them they're not gonna you know yeah especially when you're dealing with a kid wrong. you know you're relinquishing control of your child to someone who's supposed to be good with kids and it turns out they're not that's yeah. not a good thing All right, so that about wraps up our show for today. We've had a lot of fun and great information talking to Allison Canetti, and we thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. All right, it's been our pleasure. So, if you've missed any part of the show or you want to hear some previous shows, head on over to brothersonlaw.com. And be sure to tune in next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. for another exciting show right here on Go Country 105. And remember, However, let the scales of justice tip in your favor.
0: Brothers 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 on law. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.